Hi guys, Hello, welcome everyone. back to our podcast. <laughs> this is Smriti and Janini here. Uh, we're back after our very very long break. We're sorry for oh, that. Yeah. And happy <laughs> happy New Year. Yeah, happy New Year from the both of us to you all, and uh, we hope this year is not as bad, um, and that you know everyone has a good time and yeah. Yeah, so we are back with a very interesting topic, and uh, something yep. in line with one of one of our, we could say our most popular episode till now, uh, and we're back <laughs> yeah. at it. <laughs> God, yeah. Yeah. So we're yeah, back at current news too. You might know. Yeah. So sometime last month in December, we uh, found the article that the Zodiac killer's ciphers and his encrypted messages were decoded after fifty-one years. So the topic for today is the Zodiac killer. uh the serial killer who is still unknown and uh just the psychology behind uh, cryptography or like serial killers and cryptography so yes over yeah, to smriti exactly. yeah so for people who don't know who the zodiac killer is i'll just give you like a little briefing before janni gets into the inter- interesting stuff about cryptography so the zodiac killer obviously came around the time when serial killing was a new trend in the US around like the 60s and 70s so the thing with him is that he does share a lot of common traits with other very famous serial killers like the BTK Raider and everyone but he only had a known five victims as in the police were only able to confirm that he had killed five people but it's speculated that he might have killed more so the whole concept of the zodiac killer became known when in 1969 there was a note that was sent to like three newspapers in San Francisco i believe yeah San Francisco about um a person who was like there was a murder of a couple last christmas the christmas of 1968 and i was a person who did it so it was a person who was basically confessing to a crime that had no alleged you know culprit and along with the note he had included Uh, a cryptogram right so i mentioned he included he sent three notes to three newspapers so each note had a part of the cryptogram so when you combine the three you get a message so obviously the newspapers were all like what the hell is this what do we do with this information but they had no choice but to publish it on the front page because he had threatened that if they don't publish it on the front page he would go kill again so obviously they did so when the note was published i think there was a couple who like solved the first cryptogram they came out that came out and it went something along the lines of oh you know this is just like a wild game for me and it was fun and all that there's something along the lines of that so obviously people were really like this this became like a sensation right so it was like a serial killer the concept was new people were like what what is this like why is this happening so the same year 1969 when he sent the first note he went and he killed another couple but this time one uh, of one of the pair uh, actually survived and she was able to give like a sketch of what he looked like they were able to get fingerprints from the crime scene but they still weren't able to like track down who the guy was so he again i think this time he sent another set of notes 
and he basically it was basically like just him like mocking the police saying yeah he again went on another killing spree the same year with another couple and this was at a different location the first two happened at um Vallejo i believe in san francisco and the third one was at napa valley and this time he also went for a couple again like the same thing the one of the couple survived the police immediately were able to come to the scene and everything they were able to take you know like evidence and all of that but they still weren't able to like get a hold of who the guy was so right after the he like you know assaulted those the couple at the location he went ahead and he called the police and he was like i just did this at this location so obviously that's why the police were able to immediately go there so after this he again like you know he taunted them through the phone he did all of this but the police were still not able to catch him so obviously to him at this point it became apparent to the public and to the police that it was like a little game for him he was having fun he was doing this for attention so after this so this was this became his mo like he went after couples do you, especially during the holiday time or doing he always killed them at night time or something like that so after this he kind of went astray from his modus operandi so far and he went and he killed a taxi driver and he again made a call to the police and this time he said something along the lines of oh i just killed this taxi driver you know this and i think he made the call like months after he had killed him or like a a considerable amount of time yeah right? something like that yeah yeah so he had called and he was like oh i killed that taxi driver you know like a couple weeks ago i killed him because the police were like obviously it's not a couple so it can't be the zodiac killer right um he he admitted to the crime and he was i, I think he said something along the lines of i wish i could just go like bomb a bus full of school kids and like you know take all the kids out at one one by one as they come out so it was just yeah. really he actually wanted really to like stuff. um shoot the tires so that the um yeah yeah the yeah like the bus like rolled off rolled down yeah and get so, on or take on the children as they drop out yeah yeah exactly i suppose for his exact words so obviously this was very creepy and it was very off putting and the police were trying to like stop this from happening but right after this he went awol as in there was no other apparent murders that happened that was connected to him um, and another notable point was that he signed his notes with like a circle with a cross through it um i think journey can show you a picture yeah i'll show you that. how that looks so this is how it looks this is his signed signature that he claims um and is presented at the end of each of his crypto letters yeah exactly So the thing is I think this went on up until like 1974 it started sometime around 1969 the notes I mean not the murders and it went up until 1974 and up until that point the police obviously could not catch who he is up until now obviously the coast the case open its whole case so this is like the basic like gist of what he did and why he's called that but um I just want to give you a little background as to like a psychological background as to why he may have done these things uh i think many psychologists agree like a most common agreement was that he obviously did this for attention right because he he obviously like taunted the police he wanted to like feel very superior yeah and powerful and be like it's all about dominance it was about power and control 
um, that he wanted. So I think that was the main goal of him killing people. It was to get attention. It wasn't to like kill them per se. So obviously psychologists say because it was because he lacked those things in his own life. So he looked for yeah. it yeah. in this very violent, outrageous way. Um, and obviously because this was like just to like get attention, it was noted that uh, just killing these people might have just been like a wild game for him. And he notes that in one of the first notes he sent out, he was like, this is just like a wild game for me. It's like a hunt. To him, it was just a thrill, right? It was like, oh yeah, yeah I get to kill someone. I get attention for it. Great. Right? And um, this is also shown because he doesn't do his killings in like, he does it in a very obvious way. Yeah, like, I was he just to tell Like you, a yeah. secondary effect. Exactly, right? He didn't take them to like a secondary secluded spot. He was just like, oh, you guys are a couple. Okay, I'm going to shoot you both. And like, okay, I'm going to leave. And I'm going to call the police and be yeah. like, yeah, I killed these two people. There was no pattern in terms of timing also. Like timing as in, yes, there was an observation that he used to kill uh, before dawn or after dusk. After dusk. Uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, there was no like fixed uh, time interval between the two. Sometimes it was sporadic, sometimes it was like a spree, or like sometimes it was planned. So exactly. yeah, we don't yeah. know. I think many people also show that he, he also said that he showed signs of both like a spree killer and a serial killer, right? A spree killer is someone who just like goes around killing people for the fun and a serial killer is someone who's just more calculated in what they do. And he, as I said before, he showed signs of both because the first four people he killed, a couple and another couple, there was obviously a pattern. But then he went ahead and he killed like a taxi driver and then he was like, I'm going to kill a bus full of kids. So obviously there was no fixed MO that he had. And I think another, um, like, another psychologist said that he might have had paranoid and schizophrenic personality disorder which I guess uh, is kind of expected with people who do these crimes because obviously they have some sort of yeah. dissonance in their personality. Yeah, so yeah some uh, sort of psychopathy. Which yeah, exactly. And uh, they say, they also mentioned that like, like the reason why he seeked control and power and this attention here was probably because he led like a very terrorized life, right? Where... He was often very subdued, maybe. And they also mentioned that he would have probably gone after couples because he probably couldn't maintain a stable love relationship himself. I couldn't find any proper reasoning behind it because, I mean, it kind of makes sense. But then, like, I would love to hear, like, a proper explanation behind yeah. that, that could be. So the, the whole problem is that we don't know anything about the history of the person, his childhood, his education, nothing. And uh, at least with the cases of like Ted Bundy or like the BT, uh, BTK killer, all that we knew yeah. who the person was. So we could track down their history. We could see their parents, their upbringing, their education, all that factors that helped diagnose or at least give us a clear picture of why they were doing what they were doing. But in this case, since it's a cold case, it's, it's a huge um, loss of information. And I think... Um... All the psychologists who like said, I think the a very major portion of us was contributed by this handwriting analyst who actually analyzed the handwriting that he wrote the notes with, and from that he was able to deduce a lot of things. So I guess most of this could just be speculation and 
like noticing patterns from other people who also went ahead and feel like him. But yeah, we can't know anything for sure. We, we all we know is that he's a guy. uh you know just like from the character sketches that's been given but we can't know anything about his personal life or mental state so yeah most of this could just be speculation from his actions yeah yeah like uh, and another thing maybe uh, that one piece of information which could be a game changer is that um uh, since since he killed before dawn oh. and after dusk he probably held a proper morning job yeah like yeah, yeah, i remember reading that he was probably like a 9 to 5 worker yeah so obviously he do something way early or like after that um but yeah many people have said that he might have had like multiple personality disorder or paranoid yeah. or schizophrenic another thing was that many people thought he may have been narcissistic time encoding these messages and especially at a time where softwares were not there there were no computers they had the intelligence to and like the patience also like you and i i don't think we'd have the patience to sit and create a <laughs> new like language for us that like no one could figure out exactly yeah. exactly so i think that probably shows the level of dedication or in a in a more negative way their um um one mindedness to achieve whatever they wanted to yeah, yeah. um cool. so yeah that's probably why they were so so um dangerous to society in the in the in the like how they would go to any extent to do what they wanted so an interesting thing is like uh, in in my opinion from whatever like uh, i've read maybe like the people um like serial killers in um particular who use cryptography in their uh, communication probably they just want to feel more superior because they feel like the other people are below them in the sense that they cannot decipher their language um it gives them a false sense of superiority but still boosts their self esteem and exactly and another point i'd like to add is probably it's probably because they just feel like it's a game like yeah. say, look i'm throwing you a puzzle piece i'm throwing you a piece of clue figure it yeah. out if you can yeah like, catch me like if you that. can yeah this exactly. is your chance if you're intelligent enough you can so just like exactly. the zodiac killer thought which is very understandable like as like any human mindset would uh, do that to feel superior to so yeah like it, they probably they also feel invulnerable yeah but like sorry now it's like yeah i mean like it's it's that but like to push to the extreme so yeah. like if we empathize too much <laughs> a dangerous extreme yeah 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 true yeah to feel like invulnerable like the zodiac killer okay god forbid he's still alive but uh uh we don't know uh, and um, like it probably gave him a sense of invulnerability because nobody could decipher it while he was there 
obviously now it's been done after the advent of uh, computers which were actually present years ago but probably uh, didn't have the resources to do this or uh, did not have obviously a priority to uh, figure this out because it became a cold case but yeah um, and maybe it just made them feel safe they knew they were committing crimes they knew uh, they were uh, um, followed and uh, they were the prime targets and suspects for all the murders and all the any uh, abuse and that they were uh, literally lurking under the nose of the policemen. So I think it yeah. just gave them a false sense of safety by using cryptography in their communication. So I, it, it's really interesting, like people who go this far with like steadfastness that was used for um, evil ways. But still, it's very, it's very uh, interesting and fascinating to see how they worked. So, I kind of found a few sources how where... How Yeah, like where killers have left uh, ciphers. So, yeah, um, it, it's very interesting. I, I'll read out a few and it dates back to really old, like 1883. Uh, there was um, someone called Henry Debosnis. Uh, so... Mm-hmm. He was uh, convicted of murdering his wife, Betsy, after the jury deliberated for all of nine minutes. But uh, when uh, the case was dug deeper, it was found that it was not his only spouse who died under mysterious circumstances. Uh, He first drowned his uh, first wife and starved his second uh, wife. So this was his third wife. So... Like, um, he had left uh, behind, like, gloomy poems, figure sketches, and enciphered messages, combining mathematical-looking symbols with pictograms, all neatly rendered in ink. And uh, one page shows Henry's self-portrait, while some uh, include sketches of pretty women who may have been his victims. We never know. Uh, So this is uh, an unsolved uh, cipher. I will show it to you right now. It's very interesting. It has a sign. It has a self-portrait. Um, so this is how it looks. Um, and it's very, it's very interesting and it's very intricate. And uh, for, for a date of 1883, it's very fascinating that uh, something like it's this was even like, thought of. Like a little bit eerie, but yeah, it's like yeah. almost a sense. Was this ever solved? Uh, no, uh, no, it was unsolved. I uh, mean, he was convicted of uh, the murder of his third yeah, wife. No, but break, the, break the script. Yeah, no, okay. no, the cipher still remain unsolved. There's another one of Paul Rubin, uh, 1953. Mm-hmm. So, in 1953, a large male body was found dead uh, in a ditch by the Philadelphia airport with enough potassium cyanide in his system to kill 10 mm-hmm. men and a cipher taped to his abdomen so uh, yeah uh, it, it dates back a lot and in this particular cipher there were two name droppings so the typewritten cipher found taped to his belly included a pair of undisguised name dulles and conant tucked into strings of indecipherable words and numbers so uh, when this was investigated it was found that john foster dulles was at the time designated by President Eisenhower 
to become the new secretary of state and dr james b con conant so dallas and conant the two name droppings were actual people and uh, dr james b conant then president of harvard university was slated to become america's first high commissioner in west germany so it like pointed to potential high intrigue like maybe the uh, victim uh, Uh, was identified as a college uh, student from an orthodox Jewish neighborhood in Brooklyn, but yeah, there was no progress made after that. But maybe he was a spy. There were a lot of speculations about that. So yeah, so we now come to the Zodiac killers uh, ciphers. This happened uh, between late nineteen sixties and early nineteen seventies. Uh, like nineteen seventy four, as you said, was his last yeah, case, yeah. and it uh, he went. Uh, I don't know. He went away. Yeah. Uh, so I'll show you a picture. Okay, let me show you a picture of the Dallas and Conant uh, cipher. It looks very odd. Like really, like complex odd. That almost looks like computer language. <laughs> yeah, right. It looks like some binary language yeah. that we okay. can't decipher. Yeah. Oh, he's like really clearly just spelled out the name, but mm-hmm. the rest is just like string of numbers yeah. and words. Yeah. Damn. Okay. And let's go to the zodiac killer's cipher. It's damn interesting. It's really, it's really, it's really intriguing. So this is called the Z three forty cipher. Because it had three forty characters in it, and the Z was just to like category uh, categorize it for the zodiac killer. So this is how it looked. This le- literally looks like hieroglyphs broken down, but yeah. It looks like it was taken from inside of a cave or something. Exactly. So, so we now know who the zodiac killer was. So. Huh? No, no, no. Meaning, we got a backstory of it from Suriti. <laughs> we don't know who it is. No, no, we don't. We still don't know who it is. Um, yeah. So, um, he created these encrypted messages apparently for the sole purpose of taunting the authorities. We knew, like, we just heard about how he kept yeah. telling them uh, that he they can't still catch him. They're cowards and all that. um so this z40 is um a crudely handwritten grid of letters and symbols that has challenged cryptography experts for nearly 50 years so the 51st year which is this year was when it was uh, deciphered um so wait i want to tell you a little more about um this particular um how they deciphered it mm-hmm. um so okay so a week after this letter was originally sent in the 1970s a couple in mm-hmm. um, uh, salinas california uh, cracked the okay 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 i'm talking about a different cipher so the first one yeah yeah so um zodiac killer sent out many ciphers okay which were obviously he, as mrithito he wanted it to be published in the newspapers and the magazines and what not so that the people get to know 
and uh, one of his earliest um, uh, ciphers which were which was published in the paper uh, after a week um, that it was published um, a couple in uh, Salinas uh, California cracked the cipher and um, it seems the Zodiac killer uh, revealed that uh, he was collecting slaves for the afterlife and that he wouldn't disclose his identity because doing so would interfere with those plans. So the story, story of um, how this um, saving people for afterlife comes into play also is revealed in his last Z340 um, cipher. Um, so, after, so the thing is, the couple who deciphered this was killed afterwards, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the Napa Valley couple. When were they killed? 1969? Yeah, November 1969. July, July 5th, July, August 5th, Chronicle. Um, after the letter of couple of years. Students are killed in Lake Beresala. Uh, Lapa County. It doesn't say that it was this it was couple. This couple, okay. So. Okay. Okay, may, okay, maybe I just understood it wrong from a few uh, articles that I read. Okay, so, okay, we, uh, he hasn't um, um, killed so, like, this. After the couple decoded that Linda Okay, so after he sent out his uh, first few ciphers, a couple in Salinas, California cracked the cipher. And it seems the Zodiac Killer revealed that he was collecting slaves for the afterlife and that he wouldn't disclose his identity because doing so would interfere with those plans. And it was um, ever since those amateur uh, uh, people were starting to decipher things, the FBI, FBI took it seriously. And they've actually worked uh, um, ever since to like um, spend time and effort cracking this. Um, okay, so the decoded uh, message which was uh, done about um, um, afterlife and all that, uh, after this deciphered uh, cipher message was uh, put out to the public and there was some uh, mention uh, by some police officer or someone about uh, putting him in gas chambers or uh, uh, um, a mention that he's afraid of the gas cham chambers. And um, uh, yeah, so the, the mention of the TV show and gas chambers refers to a call made to a talk show on KGO TV a month earlier in which someone claimed to be the Zodiac Killer said, I need help, I'm sick, I don't want to go to the gas chamber. So somebody called into the TV saying that I am the Zodiac Killer and I don't want to face the gas chamber. So um, later he uh, uh, 
as a reply to um, this, I think he sent the um, C340, um, Z340 uh, cipher. And um, it was um, finally decoded December uh, 2020. Um, yeah. And it was done by Oren Chak, a 46-year-old software developer in Virginia. And said uh, the 340 is what's known as a transposition cipher. Most ciphers used today by computers rely on mathematics to scramble messages. And transposition ciphers, by contrast, are largely relics from the past that use rules to rearrange the characters or groups of characters in the message. So, transposition ciphers rearrange messages in a wide variety of ways and a common way is by rearranging columns of a, messages, of a message. And the message in the 340 was probably rearranged by manipulating triangular sections cut from messages written into rectangles. So, it's very complicated. Um, so, it's a lot to do with um, manipulating the shape of each um, letter. And uh, Orenchak and his colleagues developed an app that helped him and his colleagues unravel the puzzle. And Orenchak was not the only one who was doing it. Um, and they were working on this case from 2006. And the other two men on the team are Sam Blake, an applied mathematician who lives in Australia, and uh, uh, Van Eyck, uh, a warehouse operator in Belgium. And um, this warehouse operator is also the software developer behind the As Decrypt, a code-breaking app that was inspired uh, by his drive to crack the 340. So, having talked about how this has been decoded, let's just read out the whole decoded message. Okay, so the decoded message reads um, that, I hope you're having lots of fun in trying to catch me. That wasn't me on the TV show, which brings up a point about me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise all the sooner because I now have enough slaves to work for me where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise. So they are afraid of death. I am not afraid because I know that my new life will be an easy one in paradise death. So it's very dark, it's very eerie and there's a common thing here that paradise is a misspelt um, supposedly uh, purposefully with a C yeah, yeah. instead of an S just to yeah. make uh, it look like he's dumb or he's not uh, yeah. yeah he's not well read or something like that but people say uh, if a person could do this I don't think uh, the spelling error was yeah. unintentional. Exactly. Yeah, so we don't know why it's still there. Let's speculate that he might have been homeschooled. Okay. Uh, but I guess you never know for sure, right? But yeah, yeah I'm, even though it's like exciting to know that this thing has like come to the light after so many years, it's kind of still like a itch you can never scratch at that you can't yeah. find out who this is. Exactly. Like when we talked about Ted Bundy and all, we had some closure and it was not this eerie because we know he's not there anymore. Exactly. I think it's also to do with the fact that, you know, he just showed so much of himself. Like, we could justify his actions because we knew him so well. But with this guy, we're just like... 
you think uh, in that aspect ted bundy is dumber to have uh, tried to fool the whole world i don't think he's dumber per se i mean Like it was a poor decision uh, he also did it for attention right i mean i guess of course he wasn't clean with his crimes to him it wasn't it wasn't game he killed because he wanted to and i think just you know like in the rush of it he obviously could not cover up his crimes well so he got caught and he did a pretty good job of manipulating the public into like you know believing that he was not the dude who did those awful things but obviously he got the electric chair in the end so it doesn't matter true true but yeah maybe like um he he thought he could deceive the world uh but he was super in a in a very uh, vulnerable and in an open state so like true. people exactly. knew his face people could track him people could uh, hold him accountable for whatever he, he said because they knew who the face behind the voice was but here it's not the case and i think like this is more dangerous than something like that because even when he was um, stalking girls and the sketches were already revolving in the news some girls were aware that this guy is troublesome and they left and they could escape but that's not the case over here True. I think the only reason that he kind of got away with it for a while, like you know, he pleaded his own case, he escaped from the police, like was because he was charming, right? He knew how yeah. to speak well and smooth talk and like mm. get his way of things. So obviously yeah. people believed a lot to that. But I guess yeah, once he showed his face, so once word got around, uh, there was stuff like this going on. I've read like a couple stories on the internet where I was like. Oh my mom used to like go to college here in the 70s and like she notices one guy who came and asked for help but she was wary because she had heard these things happen so she didn't go and I was like obviously people were like aware it's all work and he um, he targeted people more often and his um, his was more like his was not sporadic his was very calculated and there was a pattern in all his um yeah he too. kind of tried to throw people off the trail by like yeah going tracking the murder in different different places like i, I think he did one utah and one in florida or something but yeah obviously it didn't work so glad he got caught yeah but yeah so this is yeah it was just like something podcast. came across we both were super interested in it and wanted to cover yeah. it so it's going to be Yeah, we were glad we're able to look more into this and like kind of get more info on what has been uncovered. Yeah, so I mean, uh, yeah, and also give a short glimpse of how cryptography is. Yeah, true. It was like I didn't know there were other like killers who had done this before. Yeah. Because obviously, serial killing is a concept that was around in the seventies. So to know that people who had done it before. for the concept was like well known to the public i don't know what that so, so maybe we can in the future maybe study if people if there is any trait or any behavioral patterns that are associated with the tendency to yeah, cipher could, communication yeah maybe lot of scope for very much linked yeah so this is a short episode for you guys so that 
you guys enjoy it more and engage with this more <laughs> hopefully yeah so i hope you like this episode it's our fourth episode we are back after the break and uh, yes 2021 we are you're going to have a lot more episodes we promise you that we kind of might promise you regularity to let's see about that yeah we hope to be consistent obviously yes. because this is starting out and we're figuring this out and we want to get better along the way so hopefully we have better quality better content much more than what we have now so yeah okay that's smriti and janini signing off i hope you have a lovely day afternoon or evening ahead bye bye guys yeah Bye guys.